morning, everybody. Good to have you along with us. Happy Tuesday to you all. Something pretty incredible is going to happen in the sky this week. want to give you a couple days uh, notice here. The annual Geminid meteor shower is going to peak on the night of December the 13th into the morning of December 14th. When here, it should produce hundreds of meteors throughout the evening. According to the Royal Astronomical Society of Canada and the International Meteor Organization, the Geminids can produce 120 to 150 meteors per hour during their peak. However, NASA also cautions the average observer watching from under a clear sky, rural skies will probably see about half that number or about one per minute. So depending on how dedicated you are to this, it's going to depend on how many meteors you see from your backyard to maybe a park to somewhere a little bit more rural. Besides the number of meteors from this shower, the Geminids also produce a very colorful display in the sky. Experts say this year's timing for the Geminids' peak is also perfect as it occurs just after the new moon. Gary Boyle is an astronomy educator, a guest speaker, and a monthly columnist for the Royal Astronomical Society of Canada and joins us now to talk about this. Thanks for your time today. Well, first off, uh, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate the time. Good morning, Devin. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you joining us. So what is going to be happening on the night of December the 13th into uh, the 14th here? Well, if weather conditions are ideal, no clouds in the sky, we're going to see a beautiful meteor shower, one of the best ones of the year. And meteor showers are caused as the Earth plows through a dusty degree of comets. But in this case, it's pretty well a dead asteroid. So even though we had the wonderful Perseid meteor shower in August when it was warm, summertime conditions, for people are on vacation, the Geminids, which occur this time every year, um, could be some cold conditions. In fact, in the past, I've actually observed in minus 25 degree weather. Not too pleasant. No, uh, and the, the forecast for this year, a little bit warmer, much more uh, pleasant for people who do want to watch. Is this something that uh, you look forward to every year? Uh, yes, I do, definitely. Um, even though, as I said, the, the Perseids are nice and warm, they spawn about 90 meters per hour. But to this one, the, the Geminids are good for 120 meters per hour. It's going to be a great year for it because the moon will not interfere. When the moon is out, especially when it's full, it really hides the, the fainter meteors. But with the Perseids, or sorry, with, with the Geminids, they're very slow meteors, moving about 35 kilometers per second but half that up the Perseids. They're, they're colorful and some even some bright fireballs. And these are just the larger pea-sized, gravel-sized chunks that are really vaporizing in the upper atmosphere. And these can leave a shadow on the ground, which I've seen many times. So in overall, it's just a wonderful show people can really get out and enjoy. What's the best time if people want to, uh, to see this? Do they have to stay up very late to get up very early? What's the best time to see this if people want to watch? Well, the Geminids, pretty well, it's, um, the constellation will be nice and semi-decent above the eastern horizon around 7 p.m. But as the radiant, or the area where the uh, meteors seem to be coming from, gets higher in the sky, we'll get more of the umbrella effect. So, so the numbers will increase over the hours till about maybe 1 o'clock in the morning. But do not wait until then. I mean, if you see a few bright fireballs from 7 till about 10, till when you have to go to bed, it's something that you'll never, ever forget. Because I can show you 
videos on meteor showers or images until you see that flash in the sky or your shadow on the ground. It's really something everyone must experience once in their lives. It's something you, you got to see, and it would be wonderful to see, sort of like, you know, the northern lights, and those uh, you kind of happen. What, what's great about this is sometimes northern lights, you can, you know, guess when they might happen, or there's a general idea when it might happen, but sometimes it's you kind of luck into it with something like this. We know when it's going to happen, so you can plan for it. Exactly, exactly. It's one of these shows, yeah, where you can plan for it for sure, and really is if people can get out into the countryside away from you know, trees and, and buildings and especially light pollution. You're going to have the winter sky, the 12 of the brightest stars with Orion and his his buddies are around that too. So um, really, uh, it's an all-around uh, great experience if you can really get uh, away from light pollution. Now, this, um, this asteroid was discovered back in the 80s uh, from reading about this a little bit. Do we know how long this... The shower might, you know, be around. Is it something that's going to be here for years and years and years, or, or, or is that how easy is that to tell? Oh yes, uh, meteor showers, like I said, are caused by comets, and as they round the sun, uh, such as Halley's comet, which is now halfway through its orbit every seventy-six years, over seventy-five, seventy-six years, it's about thirty, uh, thirty-seven and a half now, so it's coming back. It just replenishes that same path of, of, of debris that we plow through. So, yeah, once comets around the sun and get locked in an orbit, uh, we always go through that debris every year. And the same thing happened with uh, this asteroid. 3200 Phaethon is the actual name of it. And it could be a dead comet. Comets are made of, well, size about Mount Everest. They have a lot of gravel, grit, sand on it, and also ices, frozen water, frozen water vapor, that when the comet comes close to the sun, when it comes from deep space, sun interferes or reacts with the comet, then it glows, makes that beautiful tail, then it's visible. But once it's depleted of all those um, liquid or frozen gases and, and solids, then we only see just the gravel and grit. And that's what we're seeing too with the uh, with the Geminids. And it's a, it's a good shower that will be uh, lasting for a long time. And people might have uh, taken this, but just to make sure everyone's clear, you could watch this from, for, if you have the space from your backyard, you know, from a, a clear spot. You don't have to, you know, drive a distance, right? I mean, this is something you could theoretically see from your backyard? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the only thing is just any obstacles that might be in the way, but they will be bright enough to be seen anywhere. So if you can get as much open sky, let's put it that way. If you can't travel out of town, um, the backyard is better than nothing. It should be a lot of fun to see. Uh, Gary, certainly appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Devin. Take care. Awesome. That was great. That's Gary Boyle, an astronomy educator known as the Backyard Astronomer. We need to pause. When we return, we'll have more of The Morning Show with Devin Peacock on 980 CFPL.